Hey, it's me, Alex. This is the Roots Podcast. A few weeks ago, I was headed to a McDonald's. Um, I didn't feel like making dinner that night. Um, And as I was pulling in, I noticed two shopping carts at the corner of the street. Two individuals were sitting on an assortment of blankets and quilts. I don't usually see homeless people this far north. I had a couple things in my car that I wanted to give them. A couple water bottles, some Bibles, a couple socks. But... I felt like I shouldn't just give it to them and drive away. I felt like I should sit with them and talk. So I did. For about an hour, I chatted casually with Christy and Aaron. Christy was celebrating three months clean from using meth. I asked them a question that I've been dying to answer recently. What does the homeless community need from people like me? What she said shouldn't have surprised me, but it did. She didn't say anything about food, cigarettes, money, anything like that. She said that as a homeless person, she rarely ever gets talked to by people that aren't homeless. People in their cars either stare at them or completely ignore them. All she wanted, she said, was conversation, the dignity of human communication. And looking back, they were both truly delightful people. I loved their humor. I loved how polite they were. They weren't just shopping carts and quilts on a street corner. They had character, spunk, and a cat named Mojo. By the way, I saw them again last weekend. Their cat's doing well. They told me that they're keeping my wedding in their prayers. So today, I'm going to continue trying to answer that question. What do the homeless need from people like me? Everyday people that want to help but are unsure how to. For Christy, she needed conversation. For everyone else, I'm not quite sure. And side note, if you're looking for a biblical case for why we should care for the homeless or why we should be concerned for the homeless, we'll be touching on it every now and then in this episode, but I would highly recommend you go back and listen to the episode I recorded with Tabitha North. That is episode number five. It's called Serving Isn't Optional, and she is actually the director of a nonprofit based in Lynchburg, Virginia. Go listen to that. We talk a lot about that. But for now, we're talking about what do the homeless need from people like me? And that's why I called up two experts. Their names are Steve and Dave. Steve and Dave work for two different homeless ministries based near Sacramento, California. We'll start with Steve. Steve is the executive director of Everyone Matters Ministries, EMM for short. For a bit of context, Let me play a CBS News clip featured on EMM's Facebook page. New at five, low-cost RV rentals to house the homeless. A local pastor is helping homeless people get on track to permanent housing. This program is not a handout, it's a hand up. Pastor Steve Linder and his wife started Everyone Matters Ministries with the mission to help the homeless through a transition to more permanent housing. In a little less than a year, in 11 months, we've been able to help 51 people. The ministry buys recreation vehicles, fifth wheels and pull trailers because they're cheaper than a mobile home and can be moved more easily. We provide the trader for them to live in. Now the trader requires insurance and it requires maintenance. The cost of a trailer park rental space plus the $100 to the ministry for use of the RV is much less than motel costs and the savings for permanent housing can begin. For $540 with usually no deposit and not a lot of background or credit check, 
they're able to get into a home to live in. The Martinez family says there are other cost savings not found in a motel. They don't have refrigerators and microwaves oh, yeah, and stoves. Cutting down on food costs and getting guidance on a budget with a timeline to reach their goals, the future is beginning to look bright. Right? Super cool. One thing I noticed about Steve while we chatted on the phone was that he's really direct. And by the way, they have names. I hate to call them homeless. You know, somebody came up to me and said, hey, nice to meet you, white male person. <laughs> My name's Steve. Call me Steve. Anyway, Steve has a simple philosophy when it comes to helping those in need. And it's this. Narrow your efforts down to individuals and families. The problems in this world are so overwhelming that many times people who want to help don't know where to start, so they end up doing nothing. And so we realize that if, if we can narrow this down, if we can narrow our focus to one person or even one family at a time, we can make a difference in their lives. When you approach a homeless person, if that's, if that's what you want to do, if you want to actually make contact with a homeless person, that you be sure that when you ask them what they need, that if you can provide that, that you follow through. Because they are people that have been disappointed probably more times than most in their life. And when he said this, that if we can supply what they ask for, that we should supply it, an obvious objection came straight to my mind. It probably came to yours as well. Well, what about money? I mean, growing up, I was always told that if someone asked me for money that I shouldn't give it, it might enable them to remain in homelessness by buying drugs or something else damaging, right? Well, here are Steve's thoughts on that. There are some people that are uh, so-called experts in this field as well that would tell you never give money to them. That's not always the case. Sometimes that is what's needed. But sometimes that it's needed more for your benefit and sanctification than it is for theirs. In other words, being obedient to God. I, I've never given money to a homeless person without first asking God, what do you want me to do? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're willing to be obedient, you better be willing to hear a voice that says, give him everything in your wallet. <laughs> or you may hear a voice that says, don't give them anything. So, when you ask a homeless person, how can I help you? And that person says, well, I need, you know, $10 or $20 for this or that. And you don't want to give them money. You don't feel right about it. Then say to them, you know, I don't have the ability to give you any money right now. Is there anything else I can help you with? And that is where the rubber meets the road. Because nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, they're going to tell you, yes, I, I need clothing. I, I, I need food. I need a ride to my doctor's appointment. They could surprise you with any number of things that they need help with, but it's going to require your time. And so in some cases, it's actually easier to give money than it is to give of your time. 
But that's what you have to be prepared for. And if you turn and walk away at that point, okay, you turned and walked away. But if you say, you know what, let, let me see what I can do. I mean, my wife and I have found out what the person needed, and they needed shoes. What size shoes do you wear? We run up to Ross, Ross stores, or we go to a, um, a thrift store, and we buy them a pair of shoes and come right back and, and, and bring them to them. Um, and the look on their face is just unbelievable. It's, it's one, they're shocked that anybody would take the time to do that, and two, they're grateful. So, jury's out. Sorry. If you are not comfortable giving the poor your money, you need to be comfortable giving them something else, probably something more valuable, your time. Last thing I want to address before we end our conversation with Steve. A common concern I've heard from different people in my life is that some homeless folks have chosen to live on the street, so we should not give to them. The thought goes like this. Well, they chose it. When I try to give them some fresh McDonald's, they say no. They're asking for money instead, maybe asking for a ride. So listen, I'm just not going to give to those people because they clearly aren't grateful. I just have to say, from a purely biblical perspective, and I'm sorry if this comes off harshly, but it fundamentally does not matter why or how homeless individuals became homeless when it comes to God's call on Christians to give generously. It doesn't matter if they chose to live on the streets or if they were forced to. There is no verse in the Bible that calls us to qualify our generosity. There's no biblical mandate to withhold generosity because someone might use that generosity to remain in poverty. If they choose to use your gift cards or your money to buy cigarettes and vodka, that's something they will have to sort out with the Lord. God calls us to be generous to all. Luke 6, 29 says, To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. And if we're called to give away our stuff to people that are smacking our face and stealing our clothes, how much more are we called to give generously to the poor, regardless of how they ended up there or how they navigate their way out? That's all I have to say on that. I will let Steve conclude this conversation with his final thoughts on how you should help the homeless. Narrow it down to one person at a time. If you can't do that, then get involved with an organization where you can multiply efforts. But when you do directly speak to a homeless person, whatever you feel you're willing to do for them, follow through on that. You know, to ignore them is no different than the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? The parable of the Good Samaritan. You have the priest and the Levi that, that see this guy and intentionally go to the other side of the road so that they don't have to be bothered with him. Well, before we start throwing stones at them, how many times have you gotten off on a freeway exit and seen a homeless person with a sign and you've moved over to the far lane so that you don't have to look at them, so you don't have to approach them. You're no different than the Levi or the priest when you do that. If you really want to make a difference, if you really want to help that person, be prepared to sacrifice. And not everybody's prepared to sacrifice. 
Just a big thank you to Steve for chatting with me, taking the time. Uh, You can find links to EMM and everything relevant for that in the show notes. Next up, had a conversation with Dave. Now, Dave works with Mercy Holistic Ministry. He's actually the chairman of their board of directors. Just a bit of background. The ministry was founded by Reverend Burhanu Kumalo and his wife, Miharet. I'll let Dave explain. Well, first of all, uh, our inspiration and leader is uh, Burhanu Kumalo. He actually went back to a seminary after immigrating to this country from Ethiopia. He and his wife have started a um, a kind of assimilation ministry for Ethiopians, Eritreans, and basically any, any immigrants and have, uh, have helped probably hundreds of people in the last dozen years or so who are emigrating to Sacramento uh, with driver's licenses and homes and vehicles and furniture and just, just helping people get uh, accustomed to life in the U.S. And then that branched out in the last, I guess, four years or so to a real love of the homeless and a compassion uh, ministry. So the ministry grows from just giving necessary tools and resources to incoming immigrants to giving similar tools and resources to the homeless community in downtown Sacramento. He has organized some people who went monthly down to, you know, the real homeless enclave in downtown Sacramento, and we handed out food. Uh, uh, clothing, water, uh, just basic needs to people who lined up and listened patiently to a little uh, scripture message from one of us who stood on a chair and just preached the gospel in a short, uh, meaningful way, hopefully. After after a couple years of that and asking questions, what do you really need? Uh, the answer came through Uh, that they would like to be cleaned. So that's it. The homeless in downtown Sacramento wanted to be clean. I mean, you can imagine how rare a shower might be without a home to come back to. So, Mercy Holistic Ministry got to work. We really took that to heart and uh, started a shower ministry. And we raised, raised money for a year or two and uh, finally, we're able to purchase a portable shower. Um, you know, that's, I guess it's, it's just a real transformation for people. Uh, at least we see that when they emerge, you know, just sparkling clean, if you will. And with new underwear and new socks, uh, fresh towel to, to dry them and, and maybe some toiletries and uh, hygiene products. He goes on to tell me that they went on to shower several thousand people in a year. It's really impressive. And local news picked up on it too. Here's a clip. To help with the 
homeless crisis, there is a new mobile shower program to help those living on the streets. The shower trailers are provided by Mercy Holistic Ministry. Besides a fresh shower, the homeless in Sacramento are also given socks, underwear, and food. SEIU and several churches are banding together to make their parking lots available to help the homeless. Since January, 250 people have used the showers. Organizers say one client told them he was so grateful because it was his first shower in six months. The trailer is disinfected after each use. Church leaders hope to expand the program so they can provide daily showers to anyone who needs it. You know, the very first day we took the shower out, we actually only showered two people that day, but uh, one of them was named David. David. Not the same person I'm on the phone with, Dave. I know it's confusing, but we're talking about David. Now, David was one of the homeless individuals that Mercy Holistic showered on their first day in operation. Now, this man, David again, used to have a job at a tech firm. He had been married for just over 10 years when the marriage went south. They got a divorce, and he ended up having to live in his car. And then the worst possible thing happened. And then, and then the car got on fire. A fire. A fire. His car and everything he had, he lost it in the fire. His ID, his, his possessions, and, I mean, obviously his shelter. Besides the clothes on his back, David had nothing. And not to mention... And by the way, he was in jail for a while because he didn't have an ID. And... You could say he had a pretty rough go of it. In the shower ministry's first day of operation, David comes, and this is what that was like. And he showed up and just was so thankful, so thankful, and uh, grinning from ear to ear. And, uh, you know, uh, we ran into him in about three weeks. He had gotten a haircut from one of the churches and uh, was actually living in a living in a room. Uh, was uh, actually applying for a tech job and had had basically turned his life around. It's a shower, you know. It's it's small, but it meant a lot to David. Here's another story. We had another one. Uh, a, a woman came out of the shower and said, you know, you can really tell the difference between people who come and hand out food and you Christians who really care about us. Dave also tells me that they work with a counselor, establishing relationships with returning individuals, particularly women and children coming from a battered environment. They establish these relationships to determine what these folks need and how they can help them escape the streets. And this is all in service of the bigger goal, to remind them of their intrinsic value to God and the love of Jesus. And so that's ultimately the goal, is to, to restore their dignity, to, to help them understand that Jesus loves them, um, that they are a valuable, a valuable person in this world uh, to restore their, you know, sense of confidence and give them some Christ confidence, really, uh, to help them understand it. They are a child of God, so um, you know it's it's a rewarding, rewarding thing when when you see in their eyes that uh, you know they are valued. 
talk to the person who's like, man, I want to actually help. Like what the practical, just for someone who maybe doesn't work for a ministry sure. that actually gives directly to homeless, like how can the broader body of Christ help um, remedy some of these problems that we see in our local context? For me, uh, I think I have to always remind myself that this is this person in front of me is God's creation. And uh, he's a child of God, just like I am. Uh, he's taken some turns that have led him to, you know, being destitute. And, uh, you know, made some wrong choices. And maybe, maybe there's some mental illness involved. Maybe there's some addiction. And we know that, you know, there's probably about 40% of the homeless that have each of those. And there's some overlap. You know, they need help. Um, will, a, will a meal help them? Sometimes. Some food certificates or granola bars, like you mentioned before, in a in a bag with a with a Bible verse. In fact, we we hand out New Testaments, and I think we've given away as many New Testaments as as we've given showers. So, as Mercy Holistic is giving away free showers, they are also giving away free copies of the New Testament. I love that they're literally being washed by the water and the Word. Here's my favorite story about that part of the ministry specifically. A little girl got a New Testament one week. Uh, I think she was a 10 or 12 year old and uh, was sharing that with her mom that this is a cool, a cool book as she was reading. And we saw her again next week and the parents were actually uh, <clears throat> listening to this girl. Um, you know, they ended up going to church. Again, thank you to Dave for sitting down and chatting with me about this. He was so polite, and I just, again, massive thank you to both Steve and Dave for taking time out of their day. You'll find all of the links related to EMM and Mercy Holistic Ministry in the show notes. All right, well, you heard it from the experts, folks. Take some time out of your days. Be Jesus to someone on the street. Affirm their humanity. Offer them your time. I thought a lot about Christy and Aaron while putting this episode together, the couple I talked about at the top of this program. I want to encourage you to continue asking the question that I asked Christy, what do you need from me? What do the homeless need from someone like me? Because they are evidently one of the most in-need populations in your area. And Jesus tells us that when we give them help, we are actually helping Christ himself storing up heavenly treasures and leaving earthly riches behind. I was reading Luke this week, and I am floored at how often Jesus tells me to become last, to humble myself, call myself a worthless servant just doing my job, to make myself the least important in the room wherever I go. I will, I will trust the Spirit to guide you to do that this week, to encounter the people most in need in your community, humble yourself. And I know God needs to help me to do that. And I know God needs to help you to do that. And I also know that God can help both of us have that strength to lay ourselves down. And I pray that you seek the kingdom of God this week more than everything, even your own comfort. 
Okay, I'm done. Thanks for listening to my sermon. Thanks for listening to my podcast. It's time for the end of the show. Call to actions that you may as well skip, but I really hope you don't. If you haven't yet, please leave a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. I always say it really helps us out. It really does help me out, and it's great because I want this podcast to reach more people if that is the Lord's will. So if you want to be a part of that, I would love you to be a part of that. Um, Head to Instagram at roots.pod. Let me know who you are, where you're listening from, as well as what topics and scripture would be helpful to you for us to cover. I would really love some stories from you guys, from you listening. I want to cover more stories of Christians finding the kingdom of God and finding these mustard seeds of the kingdom all around. Um, If you're interested in sharing or talking to me about that, I would really love that. I want to start covering those more on this podcast. But as always, guys, go to the Bible. Read that text. It's the only way that we can live is if we actually read the Bible and it informs our lives. Please pray that the Lord might open your eyes to see him for who he really is. Pray that he would incline your heart to him as you read. Let your maker root you to himself. That is it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing week. My name is Alex, and this has been The Roots Podcast. See you guys next time. He was a friend of mine. Right.